Today is the 20th day of June. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's great to be here with you today. How is your summer going? Or how's your winter going if you are in the uh, Southern Hemisphere? Here in the South, in the rolling hills of Tennessee. Uh, We're moving into the steamy, hot, humid, but very fertile and green part of the year. Not sure we're actually moving into it. We've kind of been in it for a while, but I think I think I'm just starting to notice it's getting pretty hot. And speaking of getting pretty hot, uh, our journey through the Book of Acts is definitely taking us now into the life of the Apostle Paul and his movements. And yeah, we'll see some of the the heat that gets turned up on the early church. As the gospel goes forth and as we continue through uh, through the book of Acts. But before we get to the book of Acts, we need to go back into the book of 1 Kings, which we're working our way through. We're reading the Amplified Bible this week. 1 Kings chapter 22. Aram, Syria, and Israel continued without war for three years. In the third year, Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, came down to the king of Israel. Now the king of Israel said to his servants, Do you know that Ramoth and Gilead is ours? Yet we are still doing nothing to take it from the hand of the king of Aram. And Ahab said to Jehoshaphat, Will you go with me to battle at Ramoth Gilead? Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. But Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, Please inquire first for the word of the Lord. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about four hundred men, and said to them, Shall I go to battle against Ramoth Gilead, or should I not? And they said, Go up, for the Lord has handed it over to the king. But Jehoshaphat doubted and said, Is there not another prophet of the Lord here whom we may ask? The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, There is one more man, Micaiah, son of Imlah, by whom we may inquire of the Lord, but I hate him because he never prophesies good news for me, but only evil. But Jehoshaphat said, May the king not say that. Micaiah only tells bad news. Then the king of Israel summoned an officer and said, Bring quickly Micaiah the son of Imlah. Now the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, were each sitting on his throne, dressed in their royal robes, in an open place, at the threshing floor, at the entrance of the gate of Samaria. And all the prophets were prophesying before them. Then Zedekiah, the son of Canaanah, made for himself horns of iron and said, Thus says the Lord, With these you will gore the Arameans, the Syrians, until they are destroyed. All the prophets were prophesying in the same way, to please Ahab, saying, Go up to Ramoth-Gilead and be successful, 
for the Lord will hand it over to the king. And the messenger who went to summon Micaiah said to him, Listen carefully. The words of the prophets are unanimously favorable for the king. Please let your words be like the word of one of them and speak favorably. But Micaiah said, As the Lord lives, I will speak what the Lord says to me. So when he came to the king, the king said to him, Micaiah, shall we go against Ramoth Gilead in battle or shall we not? And he answered him, Go up and be successful, for the Lord will hand it over to the king. But the king doubted him and said to him, How many times must I make you swear to tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? And he said, I saw all Israel scattered upon the mountains like sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let each of them return to his house in peace. Then the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell you that he would not prophesy good concerning me, but evil? Micaiah said, Therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the hosts, the army of heaven, standing by him on his right hand and on his left. The Lord said, Who will entice Ahab to go up and fall at Ramoth-Gilead? And one said this, while another said that. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will entice him. The Lord said to him, How? And he said, I will go out and be a deceiving spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. Then the Lord said, You are to entice him and also succeed. Go and do so. Now then, behold, the Lord has put a deceiving spirit in the mouth of all these prophets, and the Lord has proclaimed disaster against you. But Zedekiah the son of Canaanah approached and struck Micaiah on the cheek and said, How did the spirit of the Lord pass from me to speak to you? Micaiah said, Behold, you shall see on that day of the king's defeat, when you enter an inner room looking for a place to hide yourself. Then the king of Israel said, Take Micaiah and return him to Ammon, the governor of the city, and to Joash, the king's son, and say, Thus says the king, Put this man in prison and feed him sparingly with the bread and water until I return safely. Micaiah said, If you indeed return safely, the Lord has not spoken by me. Then he said, Listen, all you people. So Ahab, the king of Israel, and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to Ramoth-Gilead. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and enter the battle, but you put on your royal clothing. So the king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. Now the king of Aram, Syria, had commanded the thirty-two captains of his chariots, saying, Do not fight with anyone, either small or great, but with Ahab the king of Israel alone. 
When the captains of the chariots saw Jehoshaphat, they said, Surely it is the king of Israel. They turned to fight against him, and Jehoshaphat shouted out in fear. When the captains of the chariots saw that it was not the king of Israel, they turned back from pursuing him. But one man drew a bow at random and struck the king of Israel in a joint of the armor. So he said to the driver of his chariot, Turn around and take me out of the fight, because I have been seriously wounded. The battle raged that day, and Ahab the king was propped up in his chariot facing the Arameans, the Syrians. And in the evening, he died, and the blood from his wound ran down into the bottom of the chariot. Then, about sundown, a resounding cry passed throughout the army, saying, Every man to his city and every man to his own country. So the king died and was brought to Samaria, and they buried the king in Samaria. They washed the chariot by the pool on the outskirts of Samaria where the prostitutes bathed, and the dogs licked up his blood in accordance with the word of the Lord which he had spoken. Now the rest of Ahab's acts and everything that he did the ivory palace which he built and all the cities which he built, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Ahab slept with his fathers in death, and Ahaziah his son became king in his place. Now Jehoshaphat, the son of Asa, became king over Judah in the fourth year of Ahab king of Israel. Jehoshaphat was 35 years old when he became king, and he reigned 25 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Azubah, the daughter of Shilhi. He walked in all the ways of Asa his father without turning from them, doing right in the sight of the Lord. However, the high places were not removed. The people still sacrificed and burned incense on the high places. Jehoshaphat also made peace with the king of Israel. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoshaphat, his might, which he displayed, and how he made war, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And the remnant of the Sodomites, the male cult prostitutes, who remained in the days of his father Asa, Jehoshaphat expelled from the land. Now there was no king in Edom. A deputy governor was serving as king. Jehoshaphat had large cargo ships of Tarshish constructed to go to Ophir for gold, but they did not go because the ships were wrecked at Ezion-Geber. Then Ahaziah, the son of Ahab, said to Jehoshaphat, Let my servants go with your servants in the ships. But Jehoshaphat was unwilling and refused. Jehoshaphat slept with his fathers in death and was buried with his fathers in the city of his father, David. And Jehoram, his son, became king in his place. Ahaziah, the son of Ahab, became king over Israel in Samaria in the seventeenth year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. And he reigned over Israel for two years. 
He did evil in the sight of the Lord and walked in the idolatrous way of his father Ahab and of his mother Jezebel, and in the way of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, who made Israel sin. He served Baal and worshipped him, and he provoked the Lord God of Israel to anger in accordance with everything that his father Ahab had done. Acts 13, 16-41 So Paul stood up, and motioning with his hand, he said, Men of Israel, and you who fear God, listen. The God of this people, Israel, chose our fathers and made the people great and numerous during their stay as foreigners in the land of Egypt. And then with an uplifted arm he led them out of there. For a period of about forty years he put up with their behavior in the wilderness. When he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, he gave their land to our ancestors as an inheritance. This took about 450 years. After this, he gave them judges until the prophet Samuel. Then they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. And when he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king. Of him he testified and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, conforming to my will and purposes, who will do all my will. From this man's descendants God has brought to Israel a Savior in the person of Jesus, according to his promise. Before his coming, John the Baptist had preached a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. And as John was finishing his course of ministry, he kept saying, What or who do you think that I am? I am not he, the Christ. But be aware, one is coming after me whose sandals I am not worthy to untie, even as his slave. Brothers, sons of Abraham's family, and those among you who fear God, to us has been sent the message of this salvation obtained through faith in Jesus Christ. For those who live in Jerusalem and their rulers who fail to recognize or understand both Jesus and the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, have fulfilled these very prophecies by condemning him. And though they found no cause or charge deserving death, they asked Pilate to have him executed. And when they had finished carrying out everything that was written in Scripture about him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and for many days, forty, he appeared to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem the very ones who are now his witnesses to the people. And we are bringing you the good news of the promise made to our fathers, our ancestors, 
that God has completely fulfilled this promise to our children by raising up Jesus, as it is also written in the second Psalm. You are my son. Today I have begotten or fathered you. And as for the fact that he raised him from the dead, never again to return to decay in the grave, he has spoken in this way. I will give you the holy and sure blessings of David, those blessings and mercies that were promised to him. For this reason, he also says in another psalm, you will not allow your holy one to see decay. For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was buried among his fathers and experienced decay in the grave. But he whom God raised to life did not experience decay in the grave. So let it be clearly known by you, brothers, that through him forgiveness of sins is being proclaimed to you. And through him, everyone who believes, who acknowledges Jesus as Lord and Savior and follows him, is justified and declared free of guilt from all things from which you could not be justified and freed of guilt through the law of Moses. Therefore, be careful so that the thing spoken of in the writings of the prophets does not come upon you. Look, you mockers, and marvel, and perish and vanish away. For I am doing a work in your days, a work which you will never believe, even if someone describes it to you, telling you about it in detail. Psalm 138 Thanksgiving for the Lord's favor A Psalm of David I will give you thanks with all my heart I sing praises to you before the pagan gods I will bow down in worship toward your holy temple And give thanks to your name For your loving kindness and your truth for you have magnified your word together with your name. On the day I called, you answered me, and you made me bold and confident with renewed strength in my life. All the kings of the land will give thanks and praise you, O Lord, when they have heard the promises of your mouth which were fulfilled. Yes, they will sing of the ways of the Lord joyfully celebrating his wonderful acts. For great is the Lord and majesty of the Lord. Though the Lord is exalted, he regards the lowly and invites them into his fellowship. But the proud and haughty he knows from a distance. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand will save me. The Lord will accomplish that which concerns me. Your unwavering loving kindness, O Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your own hands.
Proverbs 17, 17 and 18. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A man lacking common sense gives a pledge and becomes guarantor for the debt of another in the presence of his neighbor. All right, so in the book of 1 Kings, we have a a, a meeting or a summit or a get-together between two kings, the king of Israel. His name was Ahab. His capital city was in Samaria. This was the northern kingdom, whereas Jehoshaphat from the king of Judah was visiting. And there was this conversation about how they should go to battle together and take back this city that had been conquered. So Jehoshaphat is following in the ways of the Lord and he's like, are there prophets of God around here? And so the prophets come and they're like, all like, you got this. God's going to demolish the enemy. Go and be victorious. It's going to be awesome. But Jehoshaphat's like, is there anybody else? Like, Is there any other prophet around here? And so we come into contact very briefly with a relatively obscure prophet named Micaiah. And uh, so Micaiah is sent for, and when the envoys who are going to collect him find him, they're like, look, all the prophets are unanimous about this. It's good news for the king. He should go into battle, make sure your words are the same. And Micaiah is kind of like, I I mean, I'm only going to say what I hear from God, so uh, I'm not sure what to tell you. So Micaiah goes before the kings, the two kings, and he's, you know, Go into battle. It's all going to be awesome. You're going to be amazing. You're the greatest. Go destroy your enemies. In sarcasm. uh, But they both know it's in sarcasm. And then Micaiah gives the truth. Essentially saying, Ahab, you're the king of Israel. And if you go into this battle, Israel will be a people without a shepherd. In other words, you're going to be killed. Despite this, Ahab and Jehoshaphat went into battle and Ahab was killed. So so Micaiah had to stand before two different kings and their entourages and his fellow prophets and refute what they were saying with, with sobering news. But Micaiah wasn't sent to appease those around him, which was what he was instructed to do. He was called for to tell the truth and to speak uh, as the mouthpiece of God. And after he spoke it, well, uh, then the ball was in the court of the hearers, right? After he spoke the truth, then it was up to Ahab and Jehoshaphat to decide what to do. So God, through Micaiah, gave King Ahab advance words from the Lord that would have saved his life if he would have listened. And and sometimes we find ourselves maybe wearing the same shoes as Micaiah. It's, it's difficult to be the only one standing against the crowd. And if we find ourselves in that position, then we've, we usually feel the pull, right? The seduction to appease. Uh, to go with the flow, or if we actually stand and try to speak the truth in love, then we may feel the mockery of people who disagree, dissenters, or even the anger of authority. These are things that Micaiah would have been facing. 
but, but speaking the truth humbly is always going to be the best choice because we are invited to live true. And the truth is we may be the only warning a person gets. And whether we're listened to or not isn't going to be the point. Right? That would be bringing our own baggage into the whole mix as if uh, because of us we're doing something great. The point isn't that we are affirmed. The point is that we deliver the truth. So uh, may we consider that as we move through this day and heed this example and speak the truth in love as we're instructed in the book of Ephesians, which, which we will get to in due course. And so, Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for this story. It could have been a completely different story. A prophet was sent for and you gave your word and it was disobeyed and lives were lost. Holy Spirit, allow us to know that wherever we go, the kingdom is going with us and whatever we speak should be words of truth. And we don't always know who we're speaking to or why. We just may have a random conversation with somebody, but we need to be speaking the truth as opposed to trying to make ourselves look like we're a big shot or something to get affirmation. Help us to be humble. Help us to be honest. Help us to speak the truth in love. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. Uh, and it's home base, of course, and where you find out what's going on around here. And uh, we're excited uh, by the day for the global campfire family reunion that's coming up. Uh, August 31st through September 2nd, you're in the rolling hills of Tennessee. We did this last year. We had uh, a wonderful, a spectacular time. Uh, we just didn't have enough room. But this year, we've been able to uh, expand, and we found a nice camp out on the lake where we can stay and play, and we'll just get to know each other besides knowing each other by voice. Uh, so uh, come on out to the rolling hills of Tennessee, enjoy Nashville, enjoy some fellowship and some fun together, and get all the details at dailyaudiobible.com uh, in the initiatives section which is at the top. It's just look for uh, Family Reunion 2019 and you get all the details. Space is filling up. We expect that this event will sell out just like last year. So I hope that you can make your way here and we can, uh, we can see each other face to face. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible as we move through the summertime, I couldn't possibly thank you enough. Uh, gratitude all around. We are a family. We're a community. And, well, we're in this together. So thank you for your partnership. There's a link on the homepage of dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174 and as always if you have a prayer request or comment 877 
942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. Hello, DAB family. Uh, Just calling to remind everybody that uh, for ministries, this is the lean time of the year. These are the summer months where um, uh, donations go down. And so I want to challenge everybody. uh, If you haven't given yet to the Daily Audio Bible, this is a great time of year to start. Um, You know, maybe about five years ago, six years ago, the Lord put on me to call in and ask 3,000 people to give $10 a month. Uh, And that would... uh, we would combine and join forces and, and, and provide $30,000 of, uh, of resources to the Daily Audio Bible so that they can continue the mission of spreading the Word of God uh, to anyone who wants to listen anywhere in the world, any time of day. And so I'm asking you to partner uh, to continue to, to, to sow into this ministry that God would continue to share the goodness of the Word of God uh, throughout the earth. So uh, if you've been having that heart tug on your heart, do it now. Get online right now. Go through the app, whatever you need to do, uh, and just set up a monthly um, withdrawal from your credit card or from your uh, from your bank account for $10 a month, and we'll do it together. I want to give a shout-out to Blind Tony, Annette Allison, Viola in Maryland, uh, Pastor Jenny, Slave of Jesus, Jerry, uh, who was once uh, a letter carrier. He called in earlier this year. Uh, Tony, the t- truck driver, and uh, hey, Aaliyah from Waxahachie, are you still listening? Call in, give us an update. Anyway, it's so good to uh, call in and, and just encourage everybody to be a part of this ministry uh, and to partner with uh, with Ryan and, and the Harden family in, in, in providing this great mission that God is doing. Um, thank you all for listening. This is Delta Alpha Foxtrot calling from the Southern Texas front. Sins in the present, tempting the mind's eye. Sins from the past, reluctant to die. Calling so softly. Don't leave me, my love. Come back once again. Be a hand for my glove. I'll cling to you tightly. I'll shield you from pain. I'll fill you with gladness as I flow through your veins. But I remember Lot's wife. You called to her too. She listened intently, looked back, and was through. My past is not your present, and we will not renew. Cause stuck looking stupid is all you can do. I guess you can say I'm the one that got away. (laughs) Thank you, dear Lord. I most fervently pray. Hold to my hand as you lead me away. Keep my heart humble. Make me stronger every day. Cause I remember Lot's wife and the words that you said. Never look back. Keep your eyes straight ahead. BlindTony1016 at gmail.com. Drew from the Bay Area. Haven't heard from you in a while, brother. And I miss the sound of your voice. And also, Lee from New Jersey. I've been missing your voice, too. And I'd like to give a shout-out to my brother down under, Mark Creef. Hang in there. Okay, know you're all on my prayer list every day. And uh, once again, Brian... And the Harden family, thank you for this wonderful podcast for God's Holy Spirit to flow. Keep it flowing, y'all. All right, bye-bye. Hello, Daily Audio Bible. This is Stella from France. I praise the Lord and I thank Brian and family for giving us this opportunity to share prayers and praises to our Lord. 
I pray for all nursing students in Texas, all students undergoing GCSEs in Europe, in, in the UK, all those who are going through the baccalaureate in France, and my son as well. These are tough times. But as Samuel's mother did, Lord, I bring these students to you, and I pray for wisdom, strength, understanding during lessons, and for your guidance for them to apply all these efficiently in their exams. I also pray, Lord, for all our DAB family, and for your guidance and protection on each person. Your blessings on China and her husband, and may God bless you, Brian. Amen. Hello, I don't want to leave my name. I'd like to keep this anonymous. In January, I'll be married 27 years to a non-believer. And the closer I feel like I'm getting to God through the daily audio Bible, I feel like my husband's slipping farther away. Seems like he's getting angrier and angrier, not because of this, but it just seems like there's evil within him when I talk to him. I find myself, when I'm in the car with him, or sitting across the table from him, that I ask him, the Holy Spirit, protect me from whatever is coming out of his mouth, as if I'm dealing with something other than him. And I have no children, and I have, don't have any family around. So I've been praying for years that he would be saved. I have some Christian friends also praying that he would be saved. The other day I was trying to tell him about some things that Brian read and I thought he was listening to me and understanding the stories and he said, no, I'm ridiculing you and that really hurt. So I guess what I'm asking for is that instead of just my friends and I praying that not only will I be protected from whatever's coming out of his mouth and that he would become a Christian eventually that I would have the support of everybody there at the DAB to help me. And the more that pray, the more protection I could have. So thank you.